Is that recording? Yeah. Well, I guess that's okay. <laughs> you didn't ask my permission. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I sent you an outline. <laughs> what does that mean? That's the permission? There wasn't a little signature thing at the bottom. That said I can use your likeness and voice on this recording. Hello? <laughs> well, I found my opening tag. <laughs> Pop Culture Affidavit, episode 72. The one with Tom and Stella talking about friends. Hello and welcome to episode 72 of Pop Culture Affidavit, a podcast that takes a look at everything random in the world of popular culture, which is brought to you by the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network. I'm your host, Tom Panneries. This time around, I'm turning my attention back to television and back to the 1990s with a look at a show that I have covered, sort of... Uh, twice before on either this podcast or blog. Uh, back a couple of years ago, I took a look at a single episode of this television show with Amanda, and we watched it for the Thanksgiving in 1994 uh, Thanksgiving episodes. And a number of years ago, I did a blog post on the theme song to the show, and the show is Friends, the 1994 NBC sitcom that was a pretty much a global phenomenon, or at least a national phenomenon, throughout the 90s and into the early 2000s before it finally took its last bow in 2004. Back in December, Stella and I sat down over dinner at uh, the same place where we went for breakfast when we yacked over pancakes, and sat down and talked about friends for a couple of hours. So what you'll hear on the other side of this break is us talking about friends. Stick around. Sawate. My name is Stella, and I am the host of Backroll to Oracle, the Barbara Gordon podcast. Backroll to Oracle is a podcast dedicated to Barbara Gordon, the first woman to hold the mantle of Backroll for an extended period of time, roughly 1967 to 1988. The goal of Backroll to Oracle is to examine the character's history from her first appearance as Backroll and continuing through her tenure as Oracle. Each episode looks at a vintage issue of Detective Comics or Batman, as well as other books like Justice League and Freedom Fighters and modern issues of Batgirl and Birds of Prey. I also keep track of news involving Batgirl and other members of the Bat family, and I have a revolving series of segments like Babs in the Tube, which highlights appearances of Babs in TV and film, Shipper Spotlight, which looks at a variety of comic and pop culture couples, gives their history, and determines whether they are hot or not, Reading with Stella, which could be described as an audio drama, or just me reading a book that relates to Babs or doesn't, and of course, the mainstay literature recommendation. I have been blessed to interview writers Scott Beatty and Chuck Dixon on their Backroll Year One work, Brian Q. Miller on his Backroll run, Dwayne Swarzynski and Christy Marks on their separate Birds of Prey work, and the creators and actors of the Backroll Spoiled, the web series. 
I hope to interview more creators and actors in the future. My goal, most importantly, is to make a fun, entertaining, and thoughtful show that people enjoy and from which they learn. Find the show online at thebatmanuniverse.net and iTunes, and follow the show on Facebook and Twitter at Batgirl to Oracle. Thank you, and fly on, Babs lovers. I'm Rachel. I'm Joey. I'm Phoebe. I'm not doing this. Come on. This is a shameless, exploitive attempt to get people to watch our show. Exactly. Friends, Thursday nights, right here on NBC. Would you stop? They've got us in our underwear. We're never going to be in our underwear. We're not going to be in our underwear, are we? Friends, between Mad About You and Seinfeld, Thursdays this fall. All right, so we didn't eat pancakes this time. We did not. We had... And there's one onion ring left yeah, on the table. I think, I think I'm done with the onion rings, though. Um, you want it? I don't okay. like onions. You want to introduce yourself? Like they don't know who you are? Ooh, smelly, smelly, really bad. Smelly, smelly cat. <laughs> smelly cat, smelly cat. What are they feeding you? Smelly cat, smelly cat. It's not your fault. <laughs> it's the, the quality, quality podcasting. Stella is singing on my show. We're talking about friends. I'm gonna give a little bit. Of, I'll give a little bit of a background about the show. Um, the show premiered in 1994, in the fall of 1994. Um, it had been in development about a year prior. There are several stories of what inspired it. Uh, one of them, I don't know how true it is, is that somebody at Warner Brothers was inspired by the movie Singles, or at least the coffee shop scenes in the movie Singles. And, and thought it would be a good idea for a sitcom. Again, I've heard that, but I don't. I've never been able to actually verify that as a story. So it's maybe one of those apocryphal things that somebody tried to connect somewhere along the way. I do know that it was in development. It had different titles. One of which was like Insomnia Cafe or something. Yikes! And, uh, and <laughs> but they didn't and go that. Like these or something like that, and it was shortened to Friends eventually. And. Um, it premiered in the fall of 1994 on on Thursday nights at 8:30, uh, and I know this because a few years ago, Amanda and I, those people who actually pay attention to my uh, my podcast, I did that 1994 year, and uh, we. Uh, we sat down and we watched an entire Thursday night's worth of NBC shows. Well, almost from 1994. We watched uh, Mad About You, Friends, Seinfeld. The 9:30 slot was, and it was either a Friends rerun or it was this Dabney Coleman sitcom called Mad Men of the people that didn't last past the first season so we were like nothing was available anyway and we did not watch ER because ER was on a 10 was Mad, Mad About You and Friends are in the same continuity right yes as a, technically as a Seinfeld as a Seinfeld yeah but so, they did Seinfeld never did an episode that connected to it there was an episode of Mad About You that guest starred Kramer because Kramer was the person who rented Paul Reiser's character's old bachelor pad and there was a connection there but Friends and Mad About You are in continuity because 
Lisa Kudrow played Ursula, mm-hmm. the ditzy waitress right. on Mad About You, yeah. and then they picked her up for, for Phoebe, and then they brought Ursula in. In fact, Helen Hunt and uh, her friend, the character's name is Fran, I don't remember the name of the actress, were on that one episode of Friends. I'm like, oh no, she's here too. Yeah. And then I remember there was also a blackout that happened in Friends that apparently mm-hmm. happened in Mad About You at the same time. And yeah. Some other, maybe, did Seinfeld also have a blackout? Seinfeld did not. I think Seinfeld decided we're not going to do that, we're just going to run an episode because they didn't want to be a part of that. NBC used to do that sometimes and I remember when I was a kid because in, in, in elementary and junior high school, not having much of a life, I used to watch the Golden Girls on Saturday nights and followed by Empty Nest and I don't remember what others, NBC used to have this Saturday night sitcom block that my, my sister and I used to watch. There was a show called Nurses at one point. Um, don't ask me why I remember these things. But I do remember they had they would do that every once in a while. Um, I think there was one night where they, because it was a, uh, it was took place in Miami. There was like a hurricane, so like every episode of the shows that night had to do with this hurricane. So yeah, so they kind of did this with the blackout, and that was the first season episode where they're all sitting on. The, is that the one? He's he's stuck in the ATM vestibule with uh, with you know with Jill Goodacre, and they're out on the roof drinking and checking out uh, George Stephanopoulos. So. Um, who uh, who was at the time was like Clinton's campaign manager. He, I don't remember if he was the White, White House chief of staff or not. He was he was in the White House, but he was Clinton's campaign manager. Um, anyway, so the show premieres, and basically it's the premise of the show. Six twenty something Gen Xers in the early nineties. Hang around, know each other, live in these apartments in, in New York City, hang around in the same coffee shop. Hilarity ensues, relationships, etc. And you've got six main. It really, you don't really need, a, a, except for a couple of ancillary characters. There really are only six characters in the show. You have Monica and Ross Geller, brother and sister. Monica played by Courtney Cox. Uh, Ross played by David Schwimmer. Rachel played Rachel Green played by Jennifer Aniston. Lisa Kudrow played Phoebe Buffay. Matt LeBlanc played um, Joey Tribbiani and Chandler Bing was played by Matthew Perry. And the show ran just, I mean, and, and I can imagine that most of the people, like both of them who listen to the show. Um, Thanks, Shag. Yeah. Shag doesn't listen to this show. Um, both, most of the people who listen to the show, like, don't really need a primer on Friends. I mean, the show ran from 94 to 2004. It was rerun like crazy in the evenings through the 90s and early 2000s. It's available to stream completely all 10 seasons on Netflix at the moment. I think it still gets rerun. I think it's on Nick at Night now. Yeah, so, which is... Which, which is, replaced the Golden Girls. Which is, like, sad, because when, I, when we were kids... When I was a kid yeah. and you were a zygote, Nick at Night was like um, Jeffersons, Andy Griffith, yeah, um, you know Dobie Gillis and yeah. like old shows from the, like when my parents were kids, um, and now it's like. Full. Nick at Night never needed to pick up Full House, by the way, because A, Full House is like a pox on television, and and B, 
Full House was like the rerun, like in perpetuity, anyway. So like, thank you. You just you just picked up something that everybody was watching anyway. I don't think anybody, you know, I, I hate Full House anyway. Friends. So you don't watch the Netflix show? No, Fuller I do House? not. I do not. Um, I used to call my sister Stephanie because she because my sister when my sister annoyed me, I used to call her Stephanie. Um, I also used to call her Butthead, but <laughs> that was from the Wonder Years. Oh, man. Um, so, <laughs> let's get into... So, instead of giving a whole rundown of the history of the show, we're going to go through seasons, character by character, season by season, talk about like things we really liked about it, things we didn't like about it, um, what we liked about the characters, what we... You know wh- whether or not the show still holds up after because um, it, it premiered 20 years ago, 22 years ago, and it's been um, 12 years since it went off the air. So there's a lot to cover. Um, but before we do that, I think I, I want to ask you, what is your what is your relationship? We won't we won't talk about the theme song by the way because I did a blog post about the theme song years ago, so it's been covered. Okay. Um, but what's your relationship with friends? Like, when did you first start? And <clears throat> I have a feeling it might be different than mine, so. Smelly, smelly, really fat, smelly, smelly cat. Um, <laughs> that, that encapsulates my origin story. I, I was not allowed to watch Friends. Oh, really? I was not allowed to watch Friends. And uh, it's funny because I was on the phone with my mom telling her, like, hey, I'm going to be having dinner with Tom and we're going to talk Friends. And I'm going to include you in my origin story. Remember how I couldn't watch this? She said, yes. And you should still not be watching that show, which is a funny mom thing to say. So I wasn't allowed to watch it. It was basically because I think her perspective was, like, it's just about these, like, young singletons that are sleeping around. So it's like, I mean, you know, because I was younger, so I I get it for sure. You were about what, like eight years old? Yeah, right? when it starts. Yeah. yeah. So my beginning with it actually was my best friend, my current best friend, um, Chelsea is her name, and I think it must have been like sophomore year, maybe, and um, just like a random sleepover that we had. She was like, "Let's, you know, watch an episode of Friends," and I had known about Smelly Cat. Smelly Cat had been mentioned to me, and so I was like. Could we watch an episode with Smelly Cat? So then each time I would come over to her house, we would only like be watching these random episodes with Smelly Cat mentionings in there. So that's why I was singing that song there. Um, and I do remember watching the last, like the ending of it. So okay. we, we did watch that as well. So very random episodes. But Smelly Cat is my origin story. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess that that's... And then, so that was, you know, way back. Like 2004, yeah, and then it all came on Netflix, and I like 10 seasons is a little like overwhelming. Yeah. You know, are you gonna sit down and do this? And I really wanted to. It was on my queue, but I was doing other things. So then this spring or this past spring and summer, I decided I'm gonna do it. So then I watched. All you 10 watched seasons. all 10 seasons. I did. That inspired me to do this. Yeah. Because you were, you were, I think we we're texting back and forth about yeah. it. And I was, I think it was the summer after I had binge-watched Gravity Falls, mm-hmm. when we went and talked about right. Gravity Falls, yep. and I made a list of, I went through the Wikipedia pages about the different seasons, and I made essentially a master list of like, I'm going to watch so many episodes 
and these are the ones that are watching. I just wrote down the, the, the number, like season one, episode two, season whatever. And I got about halfway into season two and just started watching every episode. And then about maybe season six or seven, started went back to my list and only hit like a few episodes per season up until maybe the last four or five episodes of the last season because they were truly wrapping it up and those episodes were all bleeding into each other. So you, there's a point in the last season where you kind of have to watch the last like four or five episodes because it's kind of the storyline. But um, yeah, the um, mine goes all the way back to the beginning of the show. Almost the first episode I ever watched was it was on a rerun, I think, because it was on a, they, they had moved it to nine thirty by then um, because it was doing so well they needed a better lead into ER than the show that was on because the show that was on wasn't doing well. And um, I watched the the first episode I remember seeing is the episode where Ross, Joey, and Chandler go to the hockey game and Ross gets hit in the head with a puck. I don't remember what the girls were doing in that episode, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, but uh, but that was and, and so I picked up maybe from there because at eight o'clock on Thursdays I had been on and off watching my so-called love, which got canceled in January. So you broke your heart. Yeah. Um, so and I've already covered that show. You can go back to two years ago. I did two great episodes on it. I'm still very proud of those episodes. Um, but the funny thing was is that I go back and I look at all six of those actors and I I knew all six of them from somewhere else going into the show um well, Lisa Couture had been on Mad About You, and I watched Mad About You here and there. So I, I recognized her as, as the, the waitress from Mad About You. I knew who Courtney Cox was because I had watched the last couple of seasons of Family Ties. She was on. She played. Um, she played Michael Michael J. Fox's uh, Alex's girlfriend on the last couple of seasons of Family Ties, and I knew her from. Um, uh, Masters of the Universe, the movie from 1987. She's in that. She's in the Springsteen video from 84. Dancing in the Dark. And just prior to Friends, she was the romantic lead in Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Which I had seen. Um, so she was the one I knew the best. Matt LeBlanc I knew because he played Kelly Bundy's boyfriend, Vinny, on Married with Children here and there. And they had like a spin-off show. He had like two spin-off shows. One called was called like Vinny and Bobby, and the other one was called Top of the Heat. Neither of which I watched, but I remember him as, as basically a dumber version of Joey Tribbiani on Married with Children. Um, Is that possible? Matthew Perry had shown up in a few things here and there. He was on like a 90210 episode. Um, he had been on an episode of Growing Pains where he played Carol's boyfriend who died in a drunk driving accident. Um, he was in the movie She's Out of Control with Amy Dolenz and Tony Danza, which is an underrated teen movie from the 80s. Is it a and, serious film? No, it's a comedy. It's oh. a teen comedy. Tony Danza plays 
uh, this dad who starts to go like all crazy stressed because his daughter who was previously dirty starts to become really popular and pretty and dating guys and he's just like you know crazy dad um, Mike Bailey right now is looking at his iPod going I remember that movie I, I guarantee you Bailey has seen it Shag's like why, why am I listening to this Harry had also been on this really like one of the first Fox sitcoms it was originally called like Second Chance and this and then the second season they retitled it and retold it was called like Boys Will Be Boys and I remember watching that show Schwimmer had been on The Wonder Years as the boyfriend of the hippie daughter um, that's five of them actually five so uh, Jennifer Aniston had been on a sketch comedy show on Fox that had aired maybe a year or two before called The Edge with Julie um, Brown and Wayne Knight and a couple of other people it got can- yeah Newman oh Newman Newman from Seinfeld yeah uh, and that had gotten cancelled after one season it was on like it was that was on a 7 and then like the Ben Stiller show was on at 7.30 and I loved the Ben Stiller show way more than I liked Edge of the Edge and that was awesome so I knew like all six of them going in I picked up on it and I remember sitting around the dorm room of my RA for the second season premiere my freshman year of college for some sort of like hey we're all going to get together and watch Friends for the second season premiere and then from the time I was a sophomore or junior I think all the way up until graduation Saturday, Thursday night on NBC became like we all got together and watched it in somebody's dorm room and I would I remember distinctly going we would watch Friends kind of half pay attention to the, the shows that were on at um, 8.30 and 9.30 we would watch Seinfeld and we would watch ER and after ER I would go to the computer lab and type up the column that I had to do the next morning from the school paper. Um, it was just, and it, it would never, it was never my intention to do it that way. But after a while, it just became this routine where I had all, I would write my notes or I would have my notes for my column, and I would, I would do my column that night. And so, and then after college, I watched the whole thing all the way through, and it ended just before I moved out of Arlington to come down here. So it was just an interesting. To me, it was, I was tracing the whole story, and I was like, "This is pretty interesting of how it like followed me up until." But I had not watched Maybe a number you're the of these. Seventh friend. Maybe I am. <laughs> Maybe I am. Like I said, maybe it's like the fifth Beatles. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's my origin story. Um, so we've got six characters, and I and I uh, and we we um, when we were doing, I think it was your segment on your show, shipping that we did with Shaq back in August. The, the three of us got together and we did the crossover and one of them was mine which I did the I did the griping. It was the, the hate. Pop culture that we don't enjoy. The hate. Yeah, the hate. The, Shag did the, hate um, Shag did the, uh, the morts and you did the shipping. And his couple was Ross and Rachel. And I think his justification was, or his explanation was, Ross is the guy, the nerdy guy who took a shot at the title. I I hate to put in these terms, but took a shot at the title and actually got the girl and lost her. Although, were they on a break? Let's not go into that. We're going to go into that yet. 
Pivot! <laughs> you know what? Just, just follow my lead. Okay. Come on, Charlie. Ah. All right. Okay. Here we go. All right. Ready? Turn. Okay. Turn. Turn. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't think we can turn anymore. Oh, yeah, Will. Come on. Up, 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 up. Uh, yes. Here we go. Pivot. 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 Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. And, and he got her into a slave boy, a costume. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then he gets, and then it's, it ends with them together. Like after ten seasons, they're finally, you know, with, um, which I guess. So we've got, we we're gonna go character by character, and then you have the question: Who is the seventh friend, or was that me? I I brought it up. You brought it up. And then we're gonna we talk about highlights. No, no, let's do that. Oh. We'll talk about highlights from from season to season. Talk about favorite mm-hmm. moments. Um, we'll start with Phoebe because she's at the top of the list here. <laughs> For me. And you've been singing Smelly Cat ever since we started recording Phoebe. this. Yeah. Yeah, you love Phoebe. I, I, do I love like Phoebe. I like Phoebe. I like Phoebe especially in the first like yeah, I mean, granted, the whole to my my mind, like there's a couple of seasons where the end where it's just every every character is like irritating to me. But I do love Phoebe as well. What do you like about Phoebe? I just think that she's super bizarre. <laughs> and even though Shag kept saying that I'm Monica, and I was like, I am not Monica. I think that I am Phoebe. I mean, just the strangeness that she. <laughs> I mean, the weird things she does, the bizarre jobs that she has, her strange backstory, like backstory living on the on the living on the street, the taxi, um, being a terrible singer at a cafe, yeah, her like yelling sometimes, like out of control yelling, like you need to calm down, and her oh no, yeah. Uh, I, I just think she's the most. She's probably the character that I like laugh at the most out of all the things. So like, if I were to pick out different um, moments of the seasons, like I would be like, oh well, we'll see. Oh yeah, I remember when she yelled, "Run, run, you hairy bastard!" <laughs> I love the line. She's got one where um, uh, she was pregnant with the triplets. Yep. And Rachel was trying to decide whether or not to go and ro- to Ross and Emily's wedding. Oh yeah. And she's like, "Oh, Rachel's like, oh, that's hard." And she's like, "Yeah, that's exactly like my situation, except you know, I'm like." And she just kind of lays out what it is. Like I'm having my brother and, and yours is just a bunch of leftover high school crap. How are things going? Good. You know, no, but okay. It's it feels like it's everything's been about me lately. So, what's happening with you? Oh, well, actually, we were just talking about me not going to Ross's wedding. Oh, it just might be too hard given the history and all that. Wow, this reminds me of the time when I was um, living on the street and this guy offered to buy me food if I slept with him. (laughs) How is this like that? Well, let's see. It's not. Really. (laughs) Like that, because you see, that was an actual problem. And um, yours is just like, you know, a bunch of, you know, high school crap that nobody really gives you. you (laughs) I'm 
I'm sorry. I guess I just thought that. All right, you know. here come the waterworks. <laughs> I, love the way she, I love the way she she would do this sort of delivery yeah. of the just like that squawking delivery yes. that, that she did so well. Um, but yeah, I like I like her too. You're definitely way more Phoebe than Monica. Um, I think so too. Uh, what about Mon- Monica? I, my, I have a running joke that that if there's any character I do identify on the show with, it is Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that I see so much of myself and my sister in Ross and Monica that it's like crazy uncanny. And um, I wrote this, and I'll link to it in the show notes. The one, it's called, the episode's called The One with the Routine. Oh, yeah. It's like just the weird, sort of stupid between the two of them is so me and Nancy. It's like, and, and, I, and I think of the two of us whenever I see that one. And there are certain things where I'm just like, um, when when he's uh, he's dating Rachel and he's like practically living there because he's always over and there's like at one point you know he he picks up he interrupts a phone call or or um, he's on the phone at the apartment and he's like he beeps through because oh yeah she'll call you back and then he gets on the phone and yeah. he's having an argument with another paleontologist over what type of dinosaur Dino was from the Flintstones and she's just like at one point she's like I love you because you're my brother but you're driving me crazy I'm like just things like that remind me of me and my sister and I thought from that dynamic it was really done well because they really did seem like they were siblings a lot um no there was no way he was a velociraptor no Tony look at the cranial ridge okay if Dino was a velociraptor he would have eaten the Flintstones Oh, were you taking a nap? I was. Oh, I, oh wait, Tony, can you hold on? That's the other line. Hello? Oh, yeah, she's here, but uh, can she call you back? Okay, thanks. Call Joanna. Hi. Did she leave a number? Did you see me write one down? I don't have her number, butt munch. Well, she'll call back. Don't be such a baby. I'm not a baby. You're the baby. Look, you want to get off my back? You want to get out of my face? Yeah. Wait, hold on, Tony. Hold on. Hello? Hi. Yeah, no, she's right here. Um, hold on. Hi, Tony. Can I call you back? That's, uh, that's my sister's boyfriend. Give me that. Okay. Hi, sweetie. Listen, before I forget, did I leave my diaphragm at your place? Hi, Mom. Especially one of my favorite episodes, the Thanksgiving episode with the Gell- with the football game yes. and the Geller Cop. Yep. <laughs> because it's just like, you know, you're, you, you and your siblings have baggage mm-hmm. that your friends don't get. And yeah. you and your siblings have a, have a, like, a chemistry or a way of interacting with each other that your friends will never understand on that level. Even if they have siblings, they will never understand the way the two of you act. And I can totally tell my wife, like, can see that. My wife's an only child. Oh. And we have an only child. Yeah. But when my sister and I get together, it's like there's certain things that, like, I think she's sometimes like, 
I, I don't I don't the dynamic is just totally different between me and my sister are and you your parents favorite no she is oh she's my mother's favorite I don't think my dad has a favorite but um who would get the Porsche family? probably Nancy <laughs> um but when we get around my mom we both turn into like 15 year olds oh no just like <sighs> You know, there's just sort of like whiny, I don't want to put up with you type of 15-year-old kids. So, um, but you got Monica who's completely in a retentive. She's a chef. Yep. She used to be overweight. Yes. Um, which I thought was funny the first time we saw Fat Monica. The prom videos. The prom videos. That's a great episode. What about... Like later on, do you think they played that joke out too many times? Um, I think so, but maybe not. Was the prom video also the first time she met Chandler? No, that was later on. So I think that one was at least good because then, like, you see. Yeah, I think it was the Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, you didn't realize that they had met before and that, like, that Mm -hmm. was his reaction. Yeah. Um, but. No, I guess once is all you need, but yeah. it's brought up that she used to be fat so often mm-hmm. that I guess they always wanted something to go back to so I can see yeah. like both sides of the argument. Yeah. They also did an episode of like I think it was like called the one that could have been where it was like yes. what if, what if, what if, what if yep, like, yep. where it's like which worked on one level but on another one like you're so devoid of ideas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was a way episode. I think to do like all possible shippers. And yeah. I think originally they had certain couples planned out but it didn't it went a different way. So I think like Rachel and Chandler was like oh yeah. we had this but look it wasn't going to work. Yeah. I think um, Monica annoys me the most. I think I like her the least of all of them. And while I enjoy Phoebe's yelling I think I feel like Monica's always like at a high level. Like her voice is always like I teach middle schoolers and like when they talk to me it's not talking it's like I'm right next to you you can, yeah. you can she, speak it's like bah, it's always that she got re- especially the last few seasons yeah. like shrill yeah. is a really good way to describe it and, but there was a point where a lot of them were like basically yelling, yelling their lines the yeah. Yeah. especially Ross there was a point where like I couldn't stand him yeah. um Right around the time, the season after Emily uh, dumped him, and he was dating that college student. It just got it. Get that, yeah, I, I skipped a lot of those episodes because it's like I didn't really yeah. care about this, and he seemed to be yelling every other line. And he roller skated to class. Yeah, I know. You should try that one time. No, <laughs> I have a pair of rollerblades in my car, but no, I'm not going to rollerblade around the school. So, uh, although to, although it's a good surface. For because it's not it's a very smooth surface so it's, you know, I'm not going to hit a lot of rocks or anything but the kids move so slowly in the hallways that I wouldn't get anywhere um, you could bowl through it'd yeah. be like roller derby yeah could <laughs> you I thought the I thought the running gag about Monica being in or attentive was actually really yeah. done well um, because it was just so because they played it out in just some very very funny moments that uh like when they switch apartments and then she like she's just all pissed off that yeah. she's not the hostess anymore and then she gets the whole thing together and is so exhausted that she's just like no no you stay here and she falls asleep on the couch and her last words are I'm always the hostess oh, no. 
Yeah. And I feel like didn't something happen in their apartment and the boys had to like clean and like fix something and like she not but she noticed that something was off. Yeah. And then you find out about that secret closet mm-hmm. and you realize like, oh she's a bit of a She can be a bit of a slob. Yeah. Yeah. Um and uh, and then you have Ross, mm-hmm. who I guess we could talk to Ross about Ross and Rachel a little later. Yeah. Who is he's? I think he's supposed to be the oldest. Yeah. Of all of them, because he's Monica's older brother. Him and Chandler are the same age because yeah. they were college roommates. Yep. And they um they were he was like the 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 really dorky one. <laughs> Goofy. His whole thing in the first season was that his ex-wife had come out and was living with a woman and was pregnant with his kid, and he was just, you know. Um, how do you think they played? I thought for for being in the '90s, I thought Carol and Susan and Ben was really played well. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's ahead of their time. Like, watching yeah. it now, like, where I think you always have a minority character of that sort yeah. on your television show. Like, it wasn't... It was hard to, like, watching it, I was like, oh, okay. But thinking about then, like, the context of that time period is actually a little bit ahead of their time. Yeah. But they also had, like, more gay jokes than I think, like, would be acceptable They had, they had a now. lot of... Chandler and Joey Gage right, that yeah. I was like even even to the point where I was like they're overplaying yeah, that hand of yeah. things yeah and then the nap time or who was that, that was, was that funny. Ross that was wrong. that was actually really funny <laughs> great nap it really was <laughs> <clears throat> Especially where they fall asleep in the, and, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. when they when they become nap buddies at the end of the episode where they wake up and they're all standing there staring at them, I actually found that funny. <laughs> but like no, Carol and was played very like pardon the pun straight. Yeah. You know, as a as a couple, they, yeah. they didn't. Um, Will and Grace would come along a few years after Friends premiered, and you had you had. Jack was the really flamboyant gay character, and Will was the Will was gay, but he was the straight man of the comedy yeah. bit. So he was so Jack, Jack was Jerry Lewis, and Will was Dean Martin, and it was like you know, and, and I totally got the dynamic. But like Carol and Susan, they did not play as they just played them as a as a normal couple, and um, they would play off of Ross. Yeah. Because Ross and Susan did not like one. No, they did not. <laughs> um, and they had, of course, Ben. And some of the episodes with Ben were funny. Up until the end where he, Ben kind of disappeared after uh, Emma was born. Yeah. Although, I do love the Har- holiday armadillo. <gasps> yes. I love that's that on episode. My list. Yep. Um, Are you for Hanukkah? 
part Jewish. <gasps> you are? Me too. Because armadillos also wandered in the desert? You want to wander in the hall? <laughs> hey, Ben, what if the holiday armadillo told you all about the festival of lights? Cool. Come on, Ben. So, yeah, so Ross and then um, you've got Chandler and Joey who are living, you know, living across the hall. Chandler, Chandler, Matthew Perry being the smart ass. Mm -hmm. Joey being kind of <laughs> dumb. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know a lot of guys like Joey. I grew up around a lot of guys like Joey. Like the sort of Italian kind of kind of blockhead Italian guys, but they're really, really actually nice guys, but for some reason they score with, like, every girl. Yeah. Um, I know also knew a lot of guys, and I think we all know a lot of guys like Chandler. So, the awkward guy. What do you, I mean, what do you think of those? What do you think of the men on this show? The men on this yeah. show, yeah. <laughs> I think Ross, um, gosh, he was such a creeper way back when. The prom videos, and staring at his hair and everything. The hair and the mustache. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, did he change much from, you know, the beginning to the end? Mm. Like, did he change? Uh, and it's interesting that he's the one who's divorced three times and mm -hmm. he's, like, so against being divorced. Um, I like Ross. I think um, sometimes his voice got a little bit on my nerves. Like, yeah. hello. Mm. Hello. I <laughs> remember Russ. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to. Oh, no. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think he, but you're right that he screams a lot, I think, towards the end. <laughs> mm -hmm. And a lot of them also, with the characters overall, like sometimes, I think Phoebe is like individual and she works really well by herself. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the other ones really only work a part of a group or playing off of someone. Mm -hmm. um, I think Chandler has enough of like charisma that he can be on his own. Mm -hmm. uh, but he and Joey play off each other so well. Yeah. I remember like, well, the, the duck and the, the chicken duck, so yeah. randomly um, getting, getting rid of their table and getting the foosball table and yeah. all those things. Um, Chandler, his mannerisms, I think, is a big part of his character. Just like always moving around yeah. and doing that crazy stuff. And Joey, I think one of the fun things I remember about him is putting when he gets scared of a book, he puts it in the freezer. <laughs> the remember The Shining. Um, but he has, he is dumb, and I think they play on that a lot, which can sometimes be annoying. But I think you also see as like a great heart because when he has that serious relationship with that actress, uh, with Elva Pearson, oh, yes, yeah. and then uh, Dina Meyer, remember, like yeah. you know, like, oh, that was, that was such a great storyline. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah. you know he, while we may not agree with the Rachel and Jelly pairing, like he showed how much he cared, and you know when she moved I, in and was taking care of. I will say this because I remember not liking it at all, but the episode where they realize that this isn't going to work mm -hmm. I thought was done well because like I think they were trying like they had gone on the date and they were they were going back to the apartment probably to have sex yeah. and neither of them I think actually she, she needed him in the groin at one point mm -hmm. and oh yeah was that really awkward yeah yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. it was it just got really really awkward and it was just kind of this realization like this yeah. just isn't going to work and I thought I was like to end that storyline that way was actually really, really yeah good. rather than forcing it and then like having seen of them in bed yeah, like, yeah. Oh, let's not do that again yeah, yeah. exactly yeah oh and his penguin 
and how like <laughs> I love attached the penguin. he was. I love the penguin. What was his name? Do you I don't remember, but I remember an episode where they walk in and he's sitting there with the penguin in the park lounge. And he just goes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they the try to get a new one for him yeah. to give the, to the baby. He's like, no, no, no. Which is so true of like kids where yeah. their doll or something may get ratty out and you mm-hmm. give them a new one. It's just not the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, let's talk about Rachel because I think on some level a significant portion of the show especially the first few seasons is Rachel's story because the show the very first episode of the show opens with her walking into Central Park in her wedding dress Mm -hmm. because she's run out on Barry yeah This guy says hello, I want to kill myself. Are you okay, sweetie? I just feel like someone reached down my throat, grabbed my small intestine, pulled it out of my mouth, and tied it around my neck. Cookie? <laughs> Carol moved her stuff out today. Uh, Let me get you some coffee. Thanks. Ooh. Oh, no, 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 don't. Stop cleansing my aura. <laughs> Don't just leave my aura alone, okay? I'll be fine, all right? Really, everyone, I hope she'll be very happy. No, you don't. No, I don't. To hell with her, she left me. And you never knew she was a lesbian. (laughs) No, okay? Why does everyone keep fixating on that? She didn't know. How should I know? Sometimes I wish I was a lesbian. Did I say that out loud? All right, Ross, look. You're feeling a lot of pain right now. You're angry. You're hurting. Can I tell you what the answer is? Strip joints! You're single. Have some hormones. See, but I don't want to be single, okay? I just, I just, I just want to be married again. And I just want a million dollars. Rachel? Oh, God, Monica, hi. Thank God. I just went to your building and you weren't there, and then this guy with a big hammer said that you might be here, and you are, you are. Can I get you some coffee? Decaf. (laughs) Okay, everybody, this is Rachel and another Lincoln High survivor. This this is everybody. This is Chandler and, and Phoebe and Joey. And you remember my brother Ross? Sure. (laughs) So you want to tell us now, or are we waiting for four wet bridesmaids? (laughs) Oh God. Well, it started about a half hour before the wedding. I was in this room where we were keeping all the presents, and I was looking at this gravy boat. This really gorgeous Limoges gravy boat. When all of a sudden, sweet and low, I realized... I realized that I was more turned on by this gravy boat than by Barry. And then I got really freaked out, and that's when it hit me. How much Barry looks like Mr. Potato Head. You know, I mean, I always knew he looked familiar, but... Anyway... I just had to get out of there, and I started wondering, why am I doing this, and who am I doing this for? So anyway, I just didn't know where to go, and I know that you and I have kind of drifted apart, but you're the only person I knew who lived here in the city. Who wasn't invited to the wedding? 
Oh, I was kind of hoping that wouldn't be an issue. And the end of the second season, which was one of the few season finales that wasn't a cliffhanger, um, is her at Barry and Mindy's wedding as a bridesmaid. And then... And then they get very much into the Ross and Rachel breaking up, getting back together sort of thing. But, like, she does have this... Out of all the characters, I think she's got the most of a story arc over ten seasons, at least as far as, like, who she was in the beginning and who she was at the end. Because she's at the beginning... She went to... She's college graduate. She went to college. You ever heard the expression, she went for her MRS degree? Yeah. Yeah, and that's basically that's the impression I got from her. And she, she ends up serving coffee. But then by the end... Now, she gives up a job at Louis Vuitton in Paris for Ross. We can discuss that here and there. But she went into... She, she was... She had, um, by the time she leaves Monica's apartment, um, you could picture her affording the rent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which I, by the way, like, there's a lot. Um, anybody who listened to episode 70 of the show knows that I don't like lazy pop culture journalism. You say lazy pop culture journalism. Lazy pop culture journalism. Pop culture journalism. Someone coughed in the middle of So there's people. So there's people who always wonder on sitcoms how the heck can you afford that apartment? Oh yeah. Two or three times over the course of the ten seasons, they mention that the apartment is in Monica's grandmother's name. Correct. Monica's essentially an illegal sublet. Yeah. And it's rent controlled. Yeah. So it like they set it up and they completely. they completely said, uh, this is how she can afford the apartment without, you know, like, if you paid enough attention, you totally realized it. They did the same thing on Sex in the City with Carrie's Place. It was like a rent-controlled apartment for years, and then at one point she was successful enough that she was able to buy the apartment. I don't know why I catch up, I catch on to little things like that and like little things like that, yeah. but it just, it was like... Well, I think okay. otherwise it'd be like inexplicable because Rachel wasn't paying rent in the beginning. She didn't even have a job. No. And then Monica loses her Uh job at one point and is like living on, isn't she making stuff? She has like a catering business kind of. She starts one up. She she loses the job because she she accepted a gift from a vendor and she wasn't supposed to so they fired her because they thought she was taking kickbacks. That was a really good episode too. Yeah. Because that's the episode where they really do address the difference in money mm-hmm. that three of them have. Because three of them have, like, um, Ross is a paleontologist who works for the Museum of Natural History for most of the show. Uh, Monica was a sous chef. And so she was, she was making a decent amount of money. And Chandler had a job in data processing that paid him. Chandler had what Douglas Copeland and Generation X called a making job. Gotcha. You know, it's just, it's a BS job. He's making money, but doesn't really do anything. And he had enough to afford Joey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Joey was... Joey was an actor. Starving actor. Yeah. Uh, Rachel was serving coffee and Phoebe's a masseuse. You know, so it was just, here's the three of them who don't have a lot of money. The three of them do. And there's that episode where Monica gets fired at the end. The episode, I think they take Monica out for her birthday or no, to celebrate the promotion or whatever. And at one point, I think Ross is like, oh, wait, why is Monica paying for this? Then he adds to everybody's bill, and they're all like, well, I'm going to have water. Like, you know, and then they go to the, the Hootie the Blowfish yeah. concert yeah. and all that. 
Um, but what do you think of Rachel? I agree that I think, just like I said, I felt like I didn't see too much change with some of the people. I think Rachel had the most dynamic character arc. Yeah. Um, because she starts off as like a spoiled rich girl, which I think you see when her sisters come to visit. You like see like, like oh, look, it's yeah. a little bit of Rachel in the beginning. Um, and being just very like glamorous. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then, yeah, she's got her job and terrible at it, but like starting to learn, I think, responsibility. And then she works up. She's in Ralph Lauren. She works there, I mm-hmm. think. And for a long time. takes responsibility and starts paying rent. So I feel like she becomes like an actual, you know, living human being that's yeah. not relying upon. Uh, upon daddy and, um, I love her humor as well and what was her catchphrase because I always liked their different catchphrases hers was oh, no wasn't it yeah something like that because I remember the she <laughs> she erased like the message from Emily on the mm-hmm. machine like, oh, yeah um, I, Jennifer Aniston's a really good comedic actress she is, too yeah. Um, and the haircut was oh, like a, haircut that's like a pop culture crazy, yeah. thing of its own. Yeah, yeah. There were a number of people with Rachel esque yeah. haircuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the clothes and everything. I mean, they really yeah. became the sort of brand yeah. after a while. Um, I think she's you know if Ross is the one like the man that like the nerdy people would want to be. I mm-hmm. think like Rachel is the one that generally probably girls would want to because she's like the cool person yeah she's very beautiful she's funny she's got you know the guy or any guy because uh-huh. like all I mean Tate Donovan wasn't that his name was on there yeah that was her, her boyfriend, boyfriend at, the time. at the time yeah Brad Pitt yeah. you had um what was that young guy she was dating that then was on CSI New York? Oh, uh, the character's name was... Was that the character named Tag? Tag, yeah. Yeah, who, who they thought was the father of the baby. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that? He like, was, you know, yeah. it was like, oh, because yeah. it was the, the sweater, and then at the end of that episode, Ross is like, oh, there's my sweater. Yeah. And, and, and one of the... This is just... This is a stupid little thing that's a nitpick the show over, okay. but at some point... At some point, I swear they found the audience that used to go to Save by the Bell episodes oh. and put them in there because they used to like woo at like the littlest thing. Save by the Bell, if you ever watched the show, like uh, yeah, yeah. Jesse and Slater would like kiss uh-huh. and like, yeah, but like they like peck on the lips, kiss, and it's like, woo, yeah. But you'd start getting that on episodes of Friends, yeah. and it was moments like that. It was like when when she, when he said Emily's name at the altar, and it was just stuff like that. And you're just Rachel's like, name. He said Rachel's name. Edit, yeah. yeah. I'm the one who actually gets it correct in Ross Camp. So, um, so, season one is... Are we going to ask who the seventh friend is? Well, who is the seventh friend? (laughs) I think it wrote, I think it's like, they're, they're, you asked me who the seventh friend was, and I was like, well, this is like the fifth Beatle. Yeah. And I think there is actually a Wikipedia page Really? Listing fifth Beatles. Okay. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought you were going to say seventh friends. No, but seventh friends, I think it's one of those, personally, I think it's a number of um, different people at different times here and there. Okay. Who, who would you, uh, who would you say? Oh. My. God. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, you got to be a little more nasally. Oh. My. God. Yeah, you got to. Oh. appears in every uh, season where you least expect her she pops up 
And she her, forced Chandler her, to go to Israel or her, wherever. Yemen. <laughs> Yemen. Her voice gets worse and worse over yeah. the years. Too. And that's, I watched an interview with that actress. I'm like, is that her real? And she's completely normal. Oh, no, she is. She, she was on an episode. I first saw her on an episode of Seinfeld, like right before Friends premiered. She played a girl, a woman that, um, I think George went on a date with her or something, oh and, and it, like, I, and I had seen. I thought, I think I saw the episode, like, and then I saw Maggie it again. Wheeler, right? Maggie Wheeler. Yeah. And I was like, then I saw the episode again in a rerun. I was like, oh, wait, that's Janice. <laughs> and that happened. There were a number of people who appeared on both shows. And, yeah. yeah, I guess she. Did she's just so. Re- yeah, I wondered if it could be Gunther. I mean, he tries to insert himself because he ha- he loves yeah. Rachel, but I just don't know if he has as much of an impact as. No, him. no. Except for uh, <laughs> except for a couple of episodes, for the most part. I am. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think I think there are a couple of episodes where you have kind of like for a, le- a little bit you have a seventh friend mm-hmm. because it serves the purpose of the plot, like Richard in a way. Yeah, or Paul Rudd yeah. toward the end. Yeah. Mike. Mike, yeah. Crap bag. <laughs> <laughs> Princess, what's her name? Princess Consuela. Banana. <laughs> banana. And these like. Mm. Welcome back. Oh, I missed you. Oh, me too. So what's new? Well, I'm no longer Phoebe Buffay. That's great. You changed your name? Yes, I did. Meet Princess Consuela Banana Hammock. <laughs> You're kidding, right? Nope. You really did that? Yep. No, but you, you, you can't do that. Why? Why? It's fun. It's different. No one else has a name like it. All right, then I'm going to change my name. Great. Okay, what are you going to change it to? Crap bag. Mike Crap Bag? No. No, Mike. No, just just Crap Bag. First name Crap, last name Bag. You're not serious, right? Yeah, I'm serious. It's fun, it's different. No one else has a name like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, then, great. If you love it, I love it. I do love it. And I love your name. I love Princess Consuela. And I love Crap. <laughs> My wife loves her some Paul Rudd. She loves Paul Rudd. Um, and, uh, yeah. yeah I could, uh, you know, and the funny thing is, like, you love to ship people. I do love to ship people. And Chandler and Monica ended up being a great couple. There was a period yeah. where Chandler became really, really whiny yeah. while they were together, but I, I thought they were a great couple together. However, I will say this. Um, if he was never going to end up with Monica, the one love interest of his that I absolutely adored was Paget Brewster as Kathy. Yeah. I yeah. loved the two of them together and I loved that storyline. And it was yes, it's like for a serious relationship. Yeah, and and, and it was um, and it caused strife with Joey yeah, over a little bit. Yeah. But um, the whole lead up to it mm-hmm. where they actually, you know, of them getting together in yeah. that sense was um, really good especially when you can see like the chemistry the two of them had yeah. together and he buys her the copy of the Velveteen Rabbit because he got it you know and, but yeah, Joey gives it you know yeah. and, yep. and um, you know it's. I think that was real, really realistic mm-hmm. because when you have a crush on somebody that way yeah. you overthink things like that mm-hmm. so which yeah and I like those relationships more so than the ones that like or just like they fall in the bed together and that's it, you know? Because yeah. I kind of like the build. And to a certain extent, like Chandler and Monica fell in the bed together. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a friends with benefits situation. But then like as you see them evolve, like then you started to like really get on board and like, oh, there's there's something special here. And yeah, the episode where they reveal what are the, the the episode where everyone finds out? Where, <gasps> I love that episode. Per, potentially my favorite. Yeah. But yeah. 
Um, my eyes, my eyes. I can't believe I never realized how, how great it is. Well, that is because your eye immediately goes to the big naked man. It's amazing. You better hurry up and fill out an application or I'm going to beat you to it. Oh. <laughs> Well, I never thought I'd say this, but I'm going to go use Ugly Naked Guy's bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, there's, there's Monica and Chandler. Hey! Hey, you guys! Hey! season to season roughly yeah and the, this the first season arc is that rachel shows up at the coffee shop in her wedding dress yeah and moves in with monica mm -hmm. ross who had this major crush on her uh it reignites itself but he's dealing with his own stuff because carol's pregnant with ben and has just come out and they've just divorced i don't even i think the divorce is like barely even final at this yeah. point um, and you know, it, it takes a few. It takes a few episodes to really find its wheels. Um, I, I don't think the show really hits its stride until that season, about halfway through season two. Um, but uh, I, I was never a fan of the whole bit with the monkey. I'm glad they got rid of the monkey. Yeah. I don't think um, David Schwimmer was either. I don't yeah, think he was. I, I thought I just didn't think it was. You know, I, they had some funny bits with it, but yeah. I didn't think it was as, as cool. Um, the episode that we mentioned, where they are um, stuck in the blackout, is actually pretty funny. Uh, the I'm trying to think of the ones that I really liked from season one. The birth one with Ben was was pretty good. Um, I personally like the one, it's an early episode where uh, Ross and Carol end up at the same Japanese restaurant. They're, I think they're both, it's Carol's supposed to go out, be going on a date with Susan, and Ross is on a date with a woman, and the date with a woman does not go well, and Ross and Carol end up like kind of hashing it out mm. and actually I think they kiss at the end of the thing but then it's just kind of like okay we're going back to who we were which is again I thought the show was really smartly written in that regard like they take into account these things and they try to make it too simple at least in the beginning um, did you have any from season one that you because I skipped around a little yeah. bit I watched, the, I, I watched the first and last episode of every season I oh okay did sure you do that at least yeah um, I mean I do like the, the, the finales I enjoyed for the most part mm -hmm. and I did put but that's just because I'm a shipper where Rachel finds out you know the, the gift and like I really like that like, episode <gasps> though because I liked how it got revealed yeah how Chandler like basically which happens a lot yeah basically really they like, the Carol, they bought her that stupid duck and they're like wait what did you say yeah, yeah.
from? Oh, that's uh, Rust's. Oh. <clears throat> oh, my God. He remembered. Remembered what? It was like months ago. We were walking by this antique store, and I saw this pin in the window, and I told him that it was just like one my grandmother had when I was a little girl. Oh, I can't believe he remembered. Well, sure, but can you play it on a plane? <laughs> oh, so pretty. This must have cost him a fortune. I can't believe he did this. Oh, come on, Ross, remember back in college when he fell in love with Carol and bought her that ridiculously expensive crystal duck? What did you just say? <laughs> Crystal Duck. <laughs> no, no, no. The, um, the love part? Flannan. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no, 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 no. That's good. Just keep rubbing your head. That'll turn back time. So I think that one would be a highlight, but... I thought they... And then season two... Because season one ends with her um, kind of realizing that maybe there's potential there. Mm -hmm. And Ross has been in China for like a month or a, week, a few weeks on, yeah. on a job. Mm -hmm. And he... Um, she greets him at the airport. Yep. She's got flowers... And he's getting off the plane, and he's with Lauren Tom, yep. who um, uh, who would be on, who would be a voice on Futurama for him, oh. and had also been in uh, the Joy Luck Club. Thinking like everybody was in the Joy Luck Club, but Julie, who's a fellow paleontologist, mm -hmm. and they hooked up, and, mm -hmm. and and then the second season begins with them. So that was the whole thing, like you know, that was the big cliffhanger. Right. And then in the summer of '95, the thing exploded. Like the the, the theme song was a number one hit. Yep. And then the second season premiere is them getting uh, is is Ross and Julie and Rachel like agonizing over this, yeah. I'm hooking back up with Paolo. Oh <laughs> god! Yeah, I didn't like him. I don't. Look, I don't think you were supposed to like him. Yeah. I don't like him. Either. It was just like I guess yeah. the sexual attraction and like the animal nature yeah. of the whole thing. Yeah. And then you've got that one episode where. She leaves him the message about how she's over him, yep. and he kisses her. And then the next episode, he makes that list. Just a bad thing, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But then they eventually get together. Um, if I have a, if I have some favorite episodes from that season, if I, one of my favorite episodes of all time, and that show is the prom, the one with the yes. prom video. Yep. So let's talk about that episode. You like that episode? I do like that. What do you episode. like about that episode? I like the flashback aspect of it, and just like how different they are. You know, you've got Rachel's nose. You find out about that. Yeah. Uh, you've got Fat Monica. Yeah. There she is. Some girl ate Monica. Shut up. The camera adds 10 pounds. Uh, so how many cameras are actually on you? 
you have Ross being a creeper, and he's like playing his little yeah. thing. So, uh, what are you gonna do this summer? Oh, you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna hang out, work on my music. <laughs> Is my hook unhooked? These things keep falling down. I can't. Uh, hold, let me see. I don't know. So what are you going to do? No, the guys are here! This summer. <laughs> Work on your music? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, look, there's Roy Kublik. Oh, you know, Roy saw Star Wars 317 times. His name was in the paper. <laughs> And it's also touching and sad because remember her date Chip isn't his name didn't show up and so like he was getting ready he was going to take her and it's all good and then Chip shows up and and they go away Um, so I think it's like the comedy and how the parents make fun of that I love I love how um, I love L.A. Gould and Christina Pickles as their parents because they're recurring characters in the entire series and and L.A. Gould's a really good actor anyway (laughs) who I've seen in a number of things. I didn't Ooh, realize. Ocean's Eleven yeah. and, and stuff. And Christina Pickles, I think I've seen in some other things here and there. Uh, but yeah, I, I love that. And then I like the um, the I. It's one of the few woo moments, but I really do like to kiss at the end. Yeah. Because absolutely. Yeah. Doubtful. Jack, give me that. Talk to your son. Mother's right. Take her. You could wear my tux. Dad, she wouldn't want to go with me. Of course she would. You're a college man. I don't know. Well, come on. Don't you want to find out? I'm g- I can't believe I don't get to go to my own prom. Is it so harsh? Okay. Hold my board. Atta boy. Atta boy. Okay, you guys, you know, I think we've seen enough. Let's turn no, it off. No, no, no. Well, I'm not going to watch, all right? Come on, kid. Let's go. Hi. Are you handsome? Let's show him. Uh, just a sec, Dad. Just be cool. Just be cool. <laughs> okay, Dad. Rachel, ready or not? Here comes your knight in shining. Oh no.
because like he was always genuine in how he felt for mm-hmm. her, and it's that's what makes them work as a couple. Of yeah. course, when they break up, because they make it all the way through season two, mm-hmm. it ends with her going to Barry and Mindy's wedding. Yep. Mindy, by the way, who in the first season, and then I don't know why they didn't bring her back for the second season. She was played by Jennifer Grey. Mm, yep, who was yeah, unrecognizable. Right. <laughs> Jennifer Grey had had she had nose she had a nose done, job, yeah. and then like she had something done, and, and they screwed it up, so they had she had to have another nose job, yeah. job to fix it. She was more or less un, unrecognizable, yeah. but she was great on that episode. Um, bit of trivia: Do you know who she's married to? I may have at some point, but I don't. She's married to Clark Gregg. Agent oh. Coulson. She's married to Agent Coulson. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but, so she's at Mindy's wedding, and that's how the season ends. Yeah. And then you get three. Now, I'm trying to remember one of my other favorite episodes is called The One Where Nobody's Ready. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't remember if that's season two or three off the top of my head. Yeah. I remember seeing that when I was going through it, too. Um, yeah. But I don't, I'm not sure. I love that episode. Do you ever, do you feel like there was a retcon with um, Monica and Rachel being friends? Because I feel like when Rachel first popped on the scene and then they're living together, that they weren't really friends initially. And like Monica was being very generous and bringing her in and like living. And then all of a sudden we had this prom video and they were friends in high school. I I feel like that's weird. I got the feeling that they were friends in high school, but they had fallen out of touch very quickly after high school. Was Rachel in any of the flash, the Thanksgiving flashback, that Thanksgiving flashback episode, the one where she they do like, off yeah, was I thought she was there. The flashback, because that's where I wonder if there was a red. I thought she was there. Yeah, because I always got the feeling that when Rachel went away to college, like they kind they of parted ways. Touch, yeah, because I believe at that point it had been a num- it had been at least a few years, mm-hmm. probably close to seven or eight years. Yeah. And that's enough time to fall out of touch with somebody because she, you know, she she eventually takes her in, and they were like really good friends. So, and I always got the I always got the feeling that it didn't end badly. Yeah, it just they drifted apart because Monica was. You get the feeling Monica was basically Rachel's fat friend. Yeah, <laughs> her, her but I also friend. wondered. I don't know the Rachel of like high school. I almost felt like she would think she was too good to have a fat friend. Though. So yeah. I just felt like. It didn't make sense. A lot of sense but, to me that they were friends. But at the same time, if they had been friends for longer than that, for the pre-junior high, high school days, Rachel might have kept her around because yeah. they had always been friends in that way. Or Monica was very good to hang on. Mm-hmm. Or not that Rachel's like that cold-hearted, but that sense of like yeah. they're you know there, there's a bond there. Um, even if Rachel did get more and more popular. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, the, clearly their friendship is stronger mm-hmm. um, when they get back together. Right. Um, in season three, they break up. Not Monica and Rachel, I mean Mo- Ross, and, yeah. Ross and Rachel. But bef- I want to say before that is the one with the flashback. In season two, you mean? Is it season two or three where they have the episode where they show all of them the year before the show started? Oh. Or it was like basically 1993. And Central Park was still a bar. Yeah. And Joey moves in with Chandler. Mm Mm-hmm. 
which is one another one of my favorite episodes because I'm a continuity dork. Yeah. So. They do pretty well, but there are some like, oh wait, that's not true. Yeah. Like the dog thing, but yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I think season two, my I, you know, being a shipper, I think that that end where they have that fight. And then she locks the door and he comes back and he's like staring at her. And yeah. she unlocks and they have that, like their first kiss, really. Yeah. I think was amazing. The prom video, like you said, old yeller. The fact that Phoebe <laughs> never, like. Hey, what you guys doing? Monica's making us watch old yeller. <laughs> so why are you guys so upset? It's old yeller. It's a happy movie. What are you talking about? Come on. Happy family gets a dog. Frontier fun. Yeah, but Phoebs, what about the end? What, when Yeller saves the family from the wolf and everyone's happy? That's not the end. Yeah, huh? That's when my mother would shut off the TV and say the end. What about the part where he has rabies? He doesn't have rabies, he has babies. That's what my mom said. Uh, Phoebe, I don't think your mom would want you to see what's about to happen. What? What's about to happen? I've never seen this part before. Hey, Travis, what you doing with that gun? <laughs> oh, no. No, no, Travis, put down the gun. No, 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 he's, he's your buddy. He's your yeller. No. No, no, the end, the end. Okay, what kind of a sick doggy snuff film is this? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I think that's really funny. And then Phoebe's dad, I think, uh, the one with Phoebe's dad also mm -hmm. pops up in season two. Yeah. And the reason why I know this is because the smelly cat, because there's like yeah. sleeping girl sleep or crying. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, he had yeah. it and like, and so that's the origin of smelly cat, her father, mm. who was Joel, not Joel Gray. The guy no, it was, um, like it was, um, oh God, what's his name? Oh, it's, uh. I'm blanking on his name. Bob Balaban, yeah. who was in, um, he had been in Seinfeld. And he was, wasn't he in Alias? But he played like the Sloan that was like Sloan look like? No, or that, was that Joel Gray? That was Joel Gray. Okay, okay. That was Joel Gray. Um, no, Bob Balaban, yeah, he was in, he was in, he was on the side. He was an NBC executive on a season of Seinfeld where they were offered the sitcom. It was like uh, the year before Friends started. Okay. Two year or two before Friends started, and he's in Close Encounters of the Third Kind as one uh, of the or was one of like the anthropologists or, or scientists or whatever that kind of is embroiled in the whole alien encounter thing. Um, I'm trying to think of, of what else. You know, you meet you meet Frank at some point in the season. Somewhere around there, in like season three or so. Um, all right. I guess the question we have to ask, though, is: yes. Were they on a break? Oh boy. <laughs> this is this is hard. Yeah. Yeah. If you're unfamiliar with the episodes, yeah. This is for the listeners, not you. I know, I'm, I'm not going to mansplain yeah. this to you. But you're gonna, <laughs> um, batsplain. Ross. <laughs> Friends play. Okay. Ross and Rachel are dating as the season begins. Rachel gets a job at Bloomingdale's because uh, she meets this guy named Mark, mm -hmm. and she gets a Mark is getting promoted. Joanna, who becomes a recurring character later on, uh, needs a new assistant. She becomes a, she becomes a new assistant, and eventually will work her way up to like buyer assistant buyer, and then eventually over to Ralph Lauren. 
but she and Mark become very good friends at work, and Ross gets incredibly jealous. And the episode where the the episode of the the first, which is essentially like a two-parter, because it ends up a cliffhanger, um, where he where they end up breaking up, is um, where. He's like smothering her. He sends like a barbershop quartet to sing a song because it's, it's either their anniversary or Valentine's Day or something. Mm-hmm. And they have a fight. She says, I think we need to take a break. And he misinterprets it. Yeah, we should. Let's go get some frozen yogurt or something. Let's take a break from this argument. She's like, No, a break from us. And he walks out the door and, and almost immediately sleeps with. Yeah. The hot chick from the copy place is played by Angela Featherstone, who had been Adam Sandler's uh, fiance and the wedding singer. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> yeah. Connections. And, and then, and then in the next episode, it's Ross trying to cover his tracks because she, the the girl from the copy place, knows somebody Phoebe works with mm-hmm. whose roommate the yeah, the massage parlor yeah. whose roommate is Gunther mm-hmm. who knows who knows and who basically I don't know if he told her or if Ross just walked in and said because Rachel was sitting there right behind him when he said did you say anything about me and that girl in the copy place and she was there and it was just and from there the rest of the episode is the two of them fighting mm-hmm. And the and Monica Joey and Chandler, I think it's Monica Joey and Chandler and Phoebe. I think all four of them mm-hmm. are locked in Monica's room. They had been in Monica's room with the with the um, with yes. the leg wax. And they, which is like a great continuity thing, because later on Joey has that survival box in case that ever happens again, yes. which it does. Yes. Yeah. Um. What? Now you're not even talking to me. Look, Rachel, I, I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry, I was out of my mind. I thought I'd lost you, I didn't know what to do. Come on, come on, how insane must I have been to do something like this? Huh? I, I don't cheat, right? I, that's not me, I'm not Joey. Whoa! Yeah, okay. Hey, it's three in the morning. They don't know that I've come home yet. You notice how neither one of them are wondering where I am? Yeah, you know, people can be so self-involved. Yeah. You know what? You know what? I'm not, I'm not the one that wanted that, that break, okay? You're the one that bailed on us. You're the one that, that ran the moment things got just a little rough. That's... That's what? That is neither here nor there. Okay, well, here we are. Now we're in a tough spot again, Rach. What do you want to do? How do you want to handle it, huh? Do you want to fight for us or do you want to bail? Look, I... I did a terrible, stupid, stupid thing, okay? And I'm sorry. I wish I could take it back, but I can't. I just can't see us throwing away something we know is so damn good. Rachel, I love you so much. No, Ross! Don't! You can't just... Kiss me and think you're going to make it all go away, okay? It doesn't work that way. It doesn't just make it better, okay? Okay, okay. okay. I think you should go. What? I really think you need to go now. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, okay. This morning you said there was nothing so big that we couldn't work past it together. No, what the hell did I know? No, look, look, there's got to be a way we can work past this, okay? I can't imagine, I can't imagine my life without you, you know, without... Without these arms and your face and this heart, your good heart, right? And... You're a totally different person to me now. I used to think of you as somebody that would never, ever hurt me. Ever. God, and now I just can't stop picturing you with her. I can't. It doesn't matter what you say or what you do, Ross. It's just changed everything. Forever. This can't be it. Then how come it is? I thought that was a really well done storyline. Now, yeah. were, were they on a break? Though? I feel like they weren't. It's like I don't. My perception of it is like they need. It's almost like in a marriage, maybe my perception of like separation is like there could be a separation of like intent to divorce or separation like we need to work and then you know come back together. And I feel like it was the, their break was like we just need like yeah a little bit of distance between mm -hmm. us, but there's still a relationship here. We just need distance. And I think his interpretation was like we're breaking up, but that's not. I, I feel like no. Yeah. I feel like they were not on a break. And I, I and it would have been it's poor form anyways like even if they yeah. broke up to like well, that hey, turn and like sweep us, yeah hey you nuts. drove her nuts <laughs> yes yeah. and 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 if you're going on what Shag had said uh oh um, I roll number two yeah but if you're going on that <laughs> he, he smothered her like yeah. he was not used to I mean he'd been married yeah but Maybe Rachel, I mean, it was Carol, but maybe Rachel in his mind was like, Rachel. Yeah. Like, he probably has still had her on a pedestal from mm -hmm. high school. Yeah. And he got the girl, and and he, he freaked out. Yeah. And so he, you know, he went a little too, he went too far with it. And then, so he kind of brought it on himself. He brought the break on himself. Yeah. I don't think he brought the break, he brought the break up on himself, too, because yeah. he was stupid enough. Right. Um, so it really is all his fault. Yeah. And I, I really think the, I agree with you. They were and, and the fact that he was covering his tracks, I think, goes to show you that he like felt guilt about it. Yeah. Like I think he knew that he was in the wrong, even though like he will constantly shout, We were on yeah. a break yeah. every season thereafter. But yeah. yeah. But you get to the end of that season mm -hmm. and it's the thing with like him dating uh, Christine Taylor's character, Bonnie. Yes. Phoebe finding her mother played by Terry Garr, which was perfect. Yeah. And one of my favorite season premieres in the entire show which is the one after that in Montauk where he fell asleep reading this letter 18 pages yep. front and back yep. and it has one of my best the best scenes in the show where they they sleep together and then he just 
yells like we were on a break and they're they're yelling at each other yeah. through the apartment. And she's like, we're so over. Just fine by me. And before he walks out the door, he's like, yeah. by the way, why are you are as you are? Why are you are as you're? And and then yeah. and it ends with her screaming something. It it doesn't happen to everybody, and it is a big deal. And yes, Ross slides the door too. There's like, I knew it. I missed you. I missed you too. Oh, so nervous about that letter. <laughs> but the way you owned up to everything, it just showed me how much you've grown, you know? I suppose. <laughs> you have, Ross, you have. You should give yourself credit. I mean, my mom never thought this would work out. <laughs> she was all, once a cheater, always a cheater. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just wish we hadn't lost those four months. But if time was what you needed just to gain a little perspective... <laughs> we were on the break! Coffee house? You bet. And for the record, it took two people to break up this relationship. Yeah, you and that girl from the copy place, which yesterday you took full responsibility for. I didn't know what I was taking responsibility for, okay? I didn't finish the whole letter. What? I fell asleep. You fell asleep? It was 5.30 in the morning, and you had rambled on for 18 pages. <laughs> And by the way, Y-O-U apostrophe R-E means you are. Y-O-U-R means you're. You know, I can't believe I even thought of getting back together with you. We are so over. Fine by me! Oh, Ellen, hey, hey, hey! Those little spelling tips will come in handy when you're at home on Saturday nights playing Scrabble with Monica. Hey! Sorry. <laughs> feel bad about all that sleep you're gonna miss wishing you were with me. Oh, no, no. Don't you worry about me falling asleep. I still have your letter! <laughs> and hey, just so you know, it's not that common. It doesn't happen to every guy, and it is a big deal! I knew it! <laughs> and I love, yeah. that was one of my favorite episodes. They re-ran a clip from that in like almost every clip show yeah. they did, though. Yeah, because yeah, he's pretending to cry. Yeah. yeah. And all because she asked him that question of like, do you? And he's like, yeah. yes. It is terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's built up so well. Like the romance again, I think, at Montauk is built up so well. Mm -hmm. But. I guess it's, I don't know. It becomes a trope of like them getting, like, will they, won't they kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So, like, is it played up too much, the Ross and Rachel relationship? <laughs> I, maybe as they go through the seasons after this. Because, like I said, I hit season two, I was still skipping around. I hit a certain point in season two where I just watched the whole, I started watching every episode. Yep. And it wasn't until the end of season four. Mm -hmm that I started skipping a bit again. And it was, that's when he, and it had nothing to do with Emily. I just thought the stories were starting to get 
weaker again or something. Um, although season four does end with the with the wedding of Ross and Emily, but season four has, I think, what a lot of people consider one of the best shows. Which is it's called the one with the embryos. Yes, I have that. All right, yep. so. I will say before we get into that that in season three one of my favorite ones was the one with Phoebe's ex-partner like that she had that guitar player <laughs> and then Bailey. she starts trying to like yeah. the, the smelly cat mm -hmm. and whenever like I just think that's great because she felt betrayed yeah. she felt, and then at the end she feels betrayed and then they bring on that guy who oh, what's his name uh, that sings Dangerous Game Chris Isaac yes like when he comes on mm -hmm. and it's funny because like they're so good and he's like no 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 it's wrong yeah. <laughs> yeah, she would so do that with a few people too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that one's one of my favorite yeah. ones. But yeah, I have that on my list as well, the embryos one. So why do you like this one so much? Because of the because of the bet with the game show. The trivia game. It's, it's not even it's not even the embryos bit, it's the <laughs> yes. trivia game. Yes. Okay. Each team will answer ten questions. The first team to answer the most questions wins. The categories are fears and pet peeves. Ancient history, literature, and it's all relative. Now, the coin toss to see who goes first. Okay, somebody call it this time. Yeah. Tails! It's head. Yes! Gentlemen, Pick your category. Fears and pet peeves. What is Monica's biggest pet peeve? Animals dressed as humans. That's correct. <laughs> Ladies? Same category. According to Chandler, what phenomenon scares the bejesus out of him? Michael Flatley, Lord of the Dance. That is correct. <laughs> Irish jig guy? His legs flail about as if independent from his body. Gentlemen, your pick. It's all relative. Monica and I had a grandmother who died. You both went to her funeral. Name that grandmother. Nana? She has a real name. Althea! Althea! What are you doing? I took a shot. You're shooting with Althea? Althea is correct. Nice shooting! We'll take literature! Every week, the TV guide comes to Chandler and Joey's apartment. What name appears on the address label? Oh, Chandler gets it! It's Chandler Bing! No! I'm afraid the TV guide comes to Chenandler Bong. Actually, it's Miss Janandler Bond. Two hundred dollars. Yeah. You're doing it again. Like <laughs> she's again that yeah. that Ross and Monica, yeah. the lightning round. Yeah. I'm so good at lightning rounds. I majored in lightning rounds. <laughs> and of course the. And then, of course, you have lines such as Miss Janandler Bond. Yep. And the question that completely gets them is what is Chandler, what is Chandler Bing's job? Yep. Monica, betting the apartment? I don't know about this. Rachel, I have not missed one question the whole game. I own this game. Look at my hand. Why, do you have the answers written on there? 
steady as a rock. Now, are you with me? All right, let's do it. Come on. Okay. All right, gentlemen, you're up first. Okay. Okay. You have 30 seconds. The lightning round begins. Stop it. Now, what was Monica's nickname when she was a field hockey goalie? Big fat goalie. Correct. <laughs> Rachel claims this is her favorite movie. Dangerous Liaisons. Correct. Her actual favorite movie is... Weekend at Bernie's. Correct. <laughs> In what part of her body did Monica get a pencil stuck at age 14? Oh. Ew, no! Her ear! Monica categorizes her towels. How many categories are there? Okay. Everyday use. Fancy. Guest. Fancy guest. Two seconds. Oh, 11. 11. Unbelievable. 11 is correct. Yes! <laughs> All right. That's four for the guys. Ladies, you're up. All right. on the clock. Five correct questions wins the game. The lightning round begins now. What is Joey's favorite food? Sandwiches. Correct. Chandler was how old when he first touched a girl's breast? Fourteen. No, nineteen. Thanks, man. <laughs> Joey had an imaginary childhood friend. His name was... Maurice. Correct. His profession was... Oh, space Cowboy. Correct. <laughs> what is Chandler Bing's job? You need this or you lose the game. It's, um, it has something to do with trans bonding. Oh, 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 he's a trans, trans monster. <laughs> That's not even a word. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I, I can get this. I can get this. Oh, no. Yes. Of course, the other, the other bit that I like is, um, what does Rachel say her favorite well, movie is? And it's, what is, what is it, it really? It's Weekend at Bernie's. Yes, I've never seen it. What's her, what did she say her favorite one is? It's like some thought-provoking one. Yeah, it? something like that. Yeah. It's like The Last Mohicans. Yeah, something, something like that, yeah. Is, yeah. And it, I think it's great because it switches the status quo. Like, I think, you know, watching it, you would never think that, uh, I guess you would always think that, oh, the girls live in this apartment, the guys, mm -hmm. this is what it looks like. And then all of a sudden, they lose the game, and the girls and the guys have to switch apartments. You're like, whoa, yeah. this is so weird, which I thought was, like, pretty cool, though. Yeah, and then, the, then they take it back. Yeah. In that one episode, even though Monica like freaks out because she's like, "What is this light switch? What is it?" I Remember? That's so funny. <laughs> and she like tore it out of the wall. And yeah, everything. and it was it was the wiring was so screwed up it was turning the TV in the other apartment yeah. on. Yeah, and and Phoebe's going like this, yeah, yeah. blinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A great movie. You have the one with the free horn. Oh yeah. Which was actually and pretty funny. And they never funny. leave the apartment. Yeah, they never yeah. leave the apartment. Um, I don't even want like we're, we're going season by season but as yeah. you get into like 5, 6, and 7 yeah. it, it gets it starts to get a little bit 
you know, what, what was your next one on, on the well, list there? Well, for five I have, and we mentioned this, where everybody finds out. Yes. Which I think is good, little by little. Um, and then once Phoebe finds out where she's playing that game with Chandler, and mm-hmm. we're seeing how, like, uncomfortable they are, and she's, like, coming on. And it's like, yeah. oh, wait, we can't do it. But, I mean, that's probably the first quote I may have ever known from Phoebe, maybe, besides the smelly cat was, my eyes, my eyes, yeah. which I think is <laughs> so hilarious. She's turning around like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I think that's great, just how everyone uh, yeah. finds out slowly but surely. Yeah, because my... my um there's an expression I don't think people use as much anymore called jumping the shark. Yes. And my jump the shark moment was um, the one I realized where it's like, you know, the show isn't as good as I thought it was, was when Ross says Rachel instead of Emily. Because okay. it was just there. That was like after a while, it's like, okay, now you're forcing the cliffhanger. Yeah. At the end of season five is Vegas, where they get drunk and married, which I actually didn't mm-hmm. think was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, which would lead him to a third divorce, right? Yeah. And he, hates, he doesn't want that. Yeah, and I see you've got a few things written down for um, for six. Yeah. Well, I, I like the ones where Rachel's sisters come. So in six, mm-hmm. you have Reese Witherspoon. I just yeah. like seeing them. They're spoiled. They have like their own issues. Yeah. Rachel, well, this one with Reese Witherspoon like comes on to Ross, and she like hates that. Yeah. Um, the Unagi and the mixed. <laughs> so Unagi, Aki. what is it like? This is yeah. something weird. Isn't Unagi. It? That's it's- what. It is. Hey, Chandler. <laughs> I sensed it was you. <laughs> what? Unagi. I'm always aware. Okay, are you aware that Unagi is an eel? <laughs> What's up? I can't figure out what to make, Monica. Oh, why don't you make her one of your little jokes? I'm going crazy, okay? Do you have anything around here that looks homemade? Oh, you know what? She'd, she'd love this. Uh, it's an exact replica of Apollo 8. I made it in the sixth grade. Yeah, I guess I could use that. I could say, uh, your love sends me to the moon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> except Apollo 8 didn't actually land on the moon. But you, you could write, um, your love lets me orbit the moon twice and return safely. I mean, I can't give this to her. Why not? Because it says Captain Ross on the side. <laughs> and it says, I hate Monica on the bottom. Oh. Danger! <laughs> ah, salmon skin rolls. Yeah, Unagi and like TV just takes him down. And the mixtape is like... Mm-hmm. Chandler gives Monica that, and then all of a sudden, Janice, the Janice like record because he obviously had never listened to yeah. it. Oh my good god! Hey. Continuing the countdown of your favorite meals tonight, number three: macaroni and cheese with cut-up hot dogs. You have done enough. Okay, you have to stop this now. I will, but not tonight. And for dinner music, I thought we could listen to that tape that you made me. Oh, the mixtape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I'm awfully low. The way you look tonight is on here. Dance with me. I will feel a glow just thinking of. <laughs> 
And the way you look tonight. You are just the sweetest. I love the way you look every night, Chandler. No, you're the sweetest. <laughs> and so, and that's the only season that Janice doesn't physically appear, but she's able to like, yeah. she's still present in there. Yeah. Uh, the one that could have been, so that's the what if one yeah. that we talked about, which I thought was fun. And then the one where Phoebe runs, which is one of those, <laughs> I like, I love rewinding it. And Rachel like goes out early mm-hmm. to not run with her, and Phoebe like catches her, and then she runs away all spastic. Yeah. And then at the end, Rachel runs like that. And she's like, "Oh, it really is fun." I thought that yeah. Was yeah. Um, yeah. I think I just, uh, the, um, and I and I see the season seven of the Holiday Armadillo, and that's where I really was starting to to, to pop around. And I love that episode, but I really was starting to um, to jump around to a different things because after a while, I was like, you know, Joey is dating Rachel. Yeah, the whole story of the line of Bruce Willis that I didn't particularly like. Oh, yeah. I do love the post-Thanksgiving episode where Ross, the, the guy, Ross basically has to take a leave of absence from work because he yells at his boss over the sandwich. I love that. Yeah. Because I can picture that sandwich. That sandwich is very, very yummy. You ate my sandwich? <laughs> it was a simple mistake. It could happen to anyone. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> Did you confuse it with your own turkey sandwich with a moist maker? No. Do you perhaps remember seeing a note on top of it? There may have been a a joke or limerick of some kind. That said, it was my sandwich. (laughs) Now now calm down. Come look in my office. Uh, Some of it may still be in the trash. (laughs) What? Well, it was quite large. I I, I, I had to throw most of it away. Sandwich away. My sandwich. My sandwich. I think I recently saw something that was like how to make Ross's sandwich. Probably. I would say it's probably. (laughs) So you said about jumping the shark. I said jump the track. My thing was Rachel's pregnancy. I. It annoyed me. I just thought it came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. For me, it didn't make sense. Even with the like the video. I think the one with the videotape or whatever. Yeah, which was actually funny. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. But I just I don't know. It just seemed really random. Like let's toss around who's pregnant, whose stick was this? I was like, come on. Uh, and yeah. then it was Rachel. And I was just like, "This is I don't I didn't really like this one." It turned out okay because yeah. I think Emma and, and all of that, but that was yeah. just like. Well, you got because you got a few good episodes out of it. The birth episode was all right. Yeah. Um, well, I liked it in the fact that it took so long. Yeah. And there were all these people, and then Janice comes yeah. in, and Rachel's yeah. just frustrated. Yeah. And then, but then you had the next season is that season nine where, um, or it is a season that Joey does starting dating Rachel yeah. because that's the end of that season where Ross is dating Aisha Tyler, this character. And I, by then I was kind of like, cause I think season seven, I'm getting one of the seasons ends with Monica and Chandler getting engaged. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the few non cliffhanger endings. Mm-hmm. And, it's an episode that I remember 
um, well, see, that's what vividly because um, is that the end of Tom Selleck too? That or was that the end. The, okay. I think Tom Selleck might pop up like one more time, but okay. but um, but it is more or less the end of the Tom mm-hmm. Selleck thing, and um, and then. Just the like she essentially proposes to him and everything, and uh, and then there's the, the one cliffhanger with the, the, the wedding, yeah. which I thought was again it's like Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman with yeah. the you know there's some funny stuff in yeah. there and everything. Um, Monica being completely inattentive of planning the wedding, and then you have Rachel, and then the one, and then then that season is in Barbados, and that season, I, like I said, I think I might have watched three episodes. The one with Freddie Prince Jr. is the nanny is very funny though, and I still use the word grumpus. I love that word. I will call Brett a grumpus. I said, "You're being a grumpus." <laughs> no, I'm not being a grumpus. <laughs> is that what your son does? I said, uh, yeah, I said, "Oh, you're being grumpus." I'm not being a grumpus. He doesn't even ask what a grumpus is. He doesn't know. He doesn't get the reference. It. Just yeah. Amanda, I will. Brett has never seen The Simpsons. Yeah. Because he's too young. Yeah. Um. So I'm glad to show you. I wasn't allowed to watch. I wasn't allowed um, to watch because yeah. it's just scratchy. Oh, I wasn't allowed to watch because Bart Simpson was a bad role model. I was like, I'm a little too old to be, you know, influenced by that. But whatever. Um. But Bart. Uh, but I mean, Ross. We make references to The Simpsons all the time, and he mm-hmm. finds the stuff funny, and it's like, you know, eventually he'll actually get the reference. So. Yeah. But yeah, but season nine, I think I barely watched. Yeah. I wa- I've, I've seen all the episodes, but I might rewatch. And then I got into season 10. And I know we're kind of skipping through a lot of seasons. Are there any specific episodes that you. Um, I, I like the Brad yeah. Pitt episode. Oh, yeah. Um, this is set. Like, her boyfriends appeared. Jennifer Anderson's, like, real life boyfriends were appearing. This is well, this was around the, was, yeah, yeah, but this yeah. is around the time where she was starting to become like bigger than the show. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, and um, one of the reasons they ended, they stopped season ten short in terms of the number of episodes. I yeah. think, and part of it was they stopped filming. They actually finished filming in like February or March because she had like. Um, she was scheduled to shoot certain movies, I believe, and so it was basically like they ended the show early, or they did it to accommodate that so that she could finish out the show. And I mean, granted, by the time the, the show ended, they were making bank per episode, and, yeah. you know, and that was always you hear about that. Oh, they all held out together, and, yeah. you know, celebrity rags would be all over that. But um, yeah, I think uh, in eight, even though we don't like Joey dating Rachel, the uh-huh. one with Joey dating Rachel, I love the Pac-Man, the Miss Pac. Pac-Man machine uh-huh. and how uh, obsessed Phoebe gets with it and yeah. she's like ready to get the high score and she's like yelling at Chandler and then like something happens and she gets like killed off and the son walks in with Ross uh-huh. and then she's like screaming it's like slow motion there's yeah. like an aria going on and she's like swearing and he's like no that one was a fun one and then with uh, nine Rachel's other sister coming into play Christina Applegate, Christina Applegate that was funny, which is funny like she's similar to Reese Witherspoon I mean they're both spoiled but she's just like she doesn't care enough about you to know your name kind of she's thing she's way here. <laughs> Oh, but it's it's, it's amazing. And then the one with the mugging and just Phoebe's confession because Ross is, like, mugged again. And then Phoebe says that she was the one who mugged Ross when he was, like, 12 years old. Do you remember that? I do. He's like, give me your money. And Okay, I think we have a problem here. What? 
Well, um, back in my mugging days, you know, I, um, I worked St. Mark's Comics. Yeah? Well, a pipe was my weapon of choice, and um, preteen comic book nerds were my meat. <laughs> so? Well, there was this one kid who had a sticker on his backpack that said, Geology, Geology rocks. rocks. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I mugged Ross. <laughs> Because she confesses yeah. and he didn't believe her, and then she said it, and he was like, <gasps> So, and which then it goes to her just crazy backstory about yeah. living on the street. Yeah. She would always have these anecdotes about homeless people that she would know yeah. in the car, and yeah. it's just insane, yeah. So, those are some of my top ones from eight and nine, but I agree with you that because I gave you a hard time mm-hmm. with like skipping around in the latter season, so yeah. you're saying you're watching. And it really was seven, eight, and nine where I skipped around yeah, a lot. But when I was going through today and just looking at the sort of the synopses of mm-hmm. them, I was like, Oh, they're kind of less that I would there are more that I would pick yeah. out in the early seasons than I would of like yeah. moments and, and stuff. they were super size they would call it super sizing. they were running like 40 minute episodes yeah. because NBC NBC was starting to lose out in the ratings as the show waned and, and um, NBC had ruled Thursday night since like 84 since like the Cosby show started okay. Family Ties and the Cosby show and and a bunch of these shows, and Cheers. Cheers was on, on Thursday night for years. And Friends was kind of the end of that, where like they couldn't really come up with anything. Like The Office came on, and 30 Rock came on. Um, Parks and Rec was on Thursday. But they never, I don't think they ever achieved Friends. They were more like, they had niche audiences, they were criti- critical darlings, but I don't think they ever achieved the level of ratings and money that Friends did for the network. And NBC really has never recovered from the fact that it could never because like Friends would replace Seinfeld which replaced Cheers like after a while like each show would replace each other in terms of like the marquee show and I don't think they ever really were able to replace Friends Um, what did you think about now the the finale um, the way the way the last season ends up is that um, Rachel and Joey essentially break up yeah and they they ramp up that Rachel gets fired from her job Mm -hmm. Because she gets an interview with Gucci, I think it's Gucci, and she ends up going on the interview at a restaurant over dinner, which I'm like, I'm like whatever, plot device for this for a sitcom. Um, and at the next table is her boss, and she completely like yeah, screws like everything up, and she gets fired. Well, she has like a terrible road. Remember how her like yeah. awkward interview? Was yeah, like, yeah. And then um, Ross tries to get her job back for yeah. her because she runs into Mark, yeah. and Mark offers her a job and the job is in Louis in Paris mm-hmm. and so at the in the last episode you have two storylines going on one Chandler and Monica have discovered that they can't have children and they're adopting yep. and they adopt twins I believe it's twins well, they, I don't think they even know it's twins they discover it's twins yeah. at the birth and Anna Ferris plays the um, oh, yes. Anna Ferris plays yep. the mother and she's like a total dead yep. but it ends with Chandler and Monica moving out to the suburbs, mm-hmm. which is kind of a natural ending for it if you mm-hmm. think about it. You know, like eventually, I have friends who lived in Manhattan and even had a couple of kids and then did eventually move out to the suburbs because I'm that old now. Um, you're not yet. Uh, and then Ra- Rachel's about to, Rachel gets on the plane to go, freaks out Jim Rash. 
Jimrash, I think his name is, uh, who played. If you ever watched Community, he was the dean. Oh. Um, he was on. He was in that episode because mm-hmm. I was like, "Hey, it's the dean." Uh, but the, the famous scene from the end of the episode is that um, Ro- she leaves a uh, message for Ross's answering machine. He's like, "You know, did she get off the plane?" And he, she's, he hears her behind her. I, him, I got off the plane. And Ross and Rachel are together. Mm-hmm. sudden you're there and saying these things and now I'm just sitting here and thinking of all the stuff I should have said and I didn't I mean I didn't even get to tell you that I love you too because of course I do I love you I love you I love you what am I doing I love you I've got to see you. I've got to get off this plane. Oh, my God. Okay, excuse me. Please sit down. No, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, but I need to get off the plane, okay? I need to just tell someone that I love them. Miss, I can't let you off the plane. Let her off the plane! I am afraid you are going to have to take your seat. Oh, please, Miss, you don't understand. Try to understand! Oh, come on, Miss, isn't there any way that you can just let me off the... No! No! Oh, my God. Did she get off the plane? Did she get off the plane? I got off the plane. She got off the plane. Too, and I am never letting you go again. Okay, because this is where I want to be. Okay, no more mess. I don't, don't want to mess this up again. No, me neither. Okay, we are. We're done being stupid. Okay, it's you and me. All right, this is it. This is it. Unless we're on a break. <laughs> don't make jokes now. end of the show ends with moving day mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and they all put their keys I thought that was a funny scene actually because I was like the they, all, oh, Monica's they, like, all had they all keys. had keys yeah. and then and it, the last shot is the um, the frame that was around the, right. the, the, the keyhole yep. the, the peephole mm-hmm. God, it was my grandmother's be careful uh, if that falls off the truck it wouldn't be the worst thing <laughs> Seems smaller somehow. 
Has it always been purple? <laughs> look around, you guys. This was your first home. And it was a happy place, filled with love and laughter. But more important, because of rent control, it was a friggin' steal. Hey, do you realize that at one time or another, we all lived in this apartment? Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, I haven't. What about that summer during college that you lived with Grandma? and you tried to make it as a dancer. Do you realize we almost made it 10 years without that coming up? Oh, honey, I forgot. I promised Trigger that we'd leave our keys. Oh, okay. This is it. Yeah. I guess so. This is harder than I thought it would be. Yeah, it's gonna be okay. Okay. Well, do you guys have to go to the new house right away or do you have some time? Where? It. What did you think of the end of the show? I hated the end of the show when I first saw it. Mm -hmm. I will admit. Yeah. But I want to get your opinion before I talk about yeah. my whole baggage with the end of the show. So first. I um I saw it out of context. Oh really? And so yeah, I had only been watching really Smelly Cat, and then mm -hmm. I think I watched when they first got together with my friend, and then this one. So it's completely yeah. out of context, and I liked it because I had known some bits and pieces of Ross and Rachel. And so I thought, like, it was a great end. It was very romantic. Yeah. It was the wrong airport. Yes, and he, that was he funny. Because <laughs> the right went to JFK and she was in Newark. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was nice. I think, it, you know, it was touching. Even rewatching it again, I was like, oh, 
Oh, you know, them putting the keys I thought was really mm-hmm. touching. Now that I have like complete continuity of it, I will say that I don't like how they built up to the relationship yes. with Ralph and Rachel because they do a good job in the beginning. Um, but then at the end with like, you know, the pregnancy, you feel like maybe they're going to get together out of sense of duty or whatever. But then it seems like, I don't, like the feelings just came out of nowhere. And mm-hmm. I guess they could have always been there and incubating, but it's just like all of a sudden we're going to finish the show. So we got to rush together, it. Yeah. And it didn't seem as like organic, yeah. I think, as the beginning. So that's my only problem. So I kind of like watching it out of context mm-hmm. than like watching yeah. season yeah. 10. And I thought it didn't develop. Yeah, they kind of forced it at the end there yeah. because I probably because they had to end it. It's like, mm-hmm. Crap, we gotta do this. And then, you know, did you notice that Ben never really appears after a certain point? I that did. always bug you. It's like, it's do you like, think it's just the kid thing is that they get old and then it's just Yeah, hard. and I think it's just like, you know, they had nothing for him to do, so they yeah. just kind of like, you know, yeah. it, not that they wrote yeah. him out, they just kind of ignored it. Um, yeah. NBC overhyped the, the finale. Right on NBC. The night you've waited for. The biggest night of the year. The final night of Friends. Au revoir. The two-hour Friends finale with surprises at every turn. I want to be with her. Yeah, I'm going to go after her. Yeah, you are. Then, don't miss your last chance to say goodbye to the entire cast of Friends on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. I have no idea what's going on, but I am excited. See how it all ends. Friends finale night begins 8, 7 central, NBC Thursday. And I, and I, there's an old, and I have it somewhere, um, there's an old website called The Black Table, which was started by a couple of people who wound up starting a site, Deadspin. And every Monday or Tuesday, they would have something called The Blacklist, where in 50 words or less, you wrote a review of something. 50 words or less? For 50 words or less, wow. and you would submit it, and they okay. would run it. And I had a couple published, and one of them was The Ends of Friends. And I, and I, the joke I remember making in it, and this goes back to 2004, 2000, mm-hmm. whatever, was this is like going back to your hometown and finding out that the people who were popular in high school all still hang out or something like that. It was really me, me being really snarky. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I was so tired of seeing these commercials as if it was this, you know, this great goodbye of something. And you're like, in context, you're like, dude, it's a sitcom, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, So I kind of went it cynically. I half liked and half didn't like it when I first saw it. Mm I watched it again for the very first time over the summer after doing this watch through and I liked it more. Okay. I agree with you on rushing into it yeah. with the Ross and Rachel thing. I thought the Chandler and Monica scenes were pretty funny. Mm-hmm. When she dismantles the foosball table, I thought that was actually yeah. really well done. Yeah. Um, and I thought the I thought some of the bits about I thought their storyline and there were there were certain seasons of the show where Monica and Chandler kind of held the show together mm-hmm. for me, um, especially when the Ross and Rachel stuff got too annoying. They were actually a better because they, they had really good chemistry and I thought their stories were really yeah. good. The shark porn one was really funny, where she thought he was you yeah. know and, and, it was actually sharks, yeah yeah. yeah. 
Um, but but that yeah, that was weird. The long distance relationship they had. Yeah, I think that was again some trying to make something happen. Yeah, because they were running. I thought they were just maybe if they had ended the show a year earlier. Was he in rehab though at that time? And that's he was the in it. That was part of it. I think he was in and out of rehab yeah. a couple of times because he had he was he had alcohol problems and he had a really bad addiction to painkillers. Yeah. Um, and you saw his weight fluctuate. Yeah, you really did. Especially, there's one season, it's like season two or three, where he is like, you didn't catch it at the time, but he's really bad. He's like skin and bones. And yeah. then like a couple of years later, where he's obviously been okay, he's, or there's a season where we're kind of exploded. Yeah. You know, so yeah, he, I know he had, he had a lot of issues. Although in the end, I thought the show really did as a whole story arc mm-hmm. in their twenties into their thirties mm-hmm. really well. Mm-hmm. Um, the only show that has come along to compete with it in that sort of dynamic, that group dynamic and stuff, is How I Met Your Mother, okay. which I need to rewatch. I I think could be worth an episode like this, mm-hmm. but I have to rewatch. I've never watched it. It's good. Do you think Big Bang Theory at all? At all? I've never watched it. Okay, Bang I've only watched maybe like the first three seasons, yeah. but it also has that and sort of the double mm-hmm. and the girl that's like yeah, gettable, yeah. but that is yeah. gettable. I just want, yeah. yeah. Um, so is it a formula that is just like I think it's they try to go back to, but yeah, maybe they can't. They're not as successful. Probably. Okay. Um, I mean. What do you think about the overall? Like, does it? I, I think it's held up surprisingly well. I think so too. Yeah. More than I think Seinfeld did. Although I don't know if you watched a lot of Seinfeld. No. Stream it on Hulu if you ever. Get I would love to. I really want to. It's like on my yeah. I think it has. I mean, you know, besides like the the hairstyles. And yeah, like, yeah. And some of the things. Well, the midriff, midriff uh, shirts, revealing shirts are coming back. So there were so <laughs> many points where I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> the nineties, some of Phoebe's yeah. outfits. Yeah. There's a lot of allure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I think overall you could like basically transplant it, you know, mm-hmm. from that and like do it again and it's fine. I think some of the references that they make, you may not be able to, like the kids that watch it now probably mm-hmm. don't recognize where it's coming from. Um, the apartment is probably really expensive now. Oh God, yeah. I would say. And they couldn't make some of the jokes like we brought up before, like mm-hmm. the PC jokes, but yeah. it was still like, I feel like ahead of the yeah. time with yeah. Carol and Susan's thing, so. Yeah. I think too that... <laughs> You can randomly come across an episode of the show on television and be entertained. Mm-hmm. And some shows don't hold up like that. Yeah. Um, dramas are worse than sitcoms. Sitcoms, I think, are designed. Maybe this is me being false authoritative on television, <laughs> but because I. But I think sitcoms are designed what to gives be. You the right. I know, but don't you think sitcoms are kind of designed to be like you hop can just catch a random yeah. yeah, hop in, hop out? Yeah. I mean. You know, I grew up watching the Brady Bunch. That show had no continuity, except for the fact that the kids would get older. Yep. You know, so you could everything was solved in thirty minutes. And I watched a lot of shows like that: Family Ties and Growing Pains, and Who's the Boss, and Different Strokes, and The Facts of Life. Mm -hmm. And this has a little bit of a continuity to it, but at the same time, yeah, I could watch a random episode of of this. you know, unless it's a later season episode that I don't like. Yeah. But if, if I were to, if I were to come across like the one with the embryos or the prom video, yeah. 
or the one where they're not ready, uh, the one where Phoebe runs like, yeah, I'll, I'll sit down for 20 minutes, yeah. even if I come in the middle of it, like, you know. Yeah. Um, so, any last thoughts? Smelly cat, smelly cat, what are they feeding you? <laughs> You've been smelly on this cat, smelly cat, it's not your fault. <laughs> oh my gosh. You are you've been on this show enough times that you're practically a semi-regular co-host yes, at this point. Finally. But Yes. This is trying to I don't want to steal Bailey's bit too much though, so you're just no. you're, That's why I I didn't want to copy him with Shag and yeah, have a semi this is Shag keeps inviting himself on. Um where can they find you? Where can well, they can find us on Required Reading with Tom and Stella, Tom but where can they Stella. find you um, individually? <laughs> uh, and please check that out. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Even if you uh, are not a reader, I think it will get you into reading. Um, well, my own specific podcast uh, that I created and I've been nurturing now for seven years oh, this God. month. I know, in December. I'm dating this, so Tom only has a couple weeks to turn this episode out. Maybe it'll happen. <laughs> Um, anyways, Back Row the Oracle, the Barbara Gordon podcast, uh, where I follow Barbara Gordon, and right now in the vintage stuff, I'm in 96, and of course I do the modern tales as well, and I'm on the Batman Universe comic podcast, which is bi-weekly, and then I'm on the uh, Who's Who update something something, po- I'm not really. <laughs> I only wish. I think they're done with the updates now. Uh, so they're they in got Star it, Trek. And they have to do loose sleeves They have soon. to do loose sleeves uh, And I'm on the comic book film review where each month we look at uh, some movie that is based off of a, a comic book film. And uh, I will be back in just a couple minutes to close things out. So stick around for another trailer and uh, we'll be right back. Ooh, smelly, smelly, really bad. Smelly, smelly cat. Adolescents this generation have no respect and are a far cry from my sweet Jane Eyre and her friend Helen Burns. Why, just this afternoon I was Stella. walking across and, and you know what? Men too. Well, uh, 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 Stella. Men like the tragic Mr. Rochester and teachers, pa, they're all like the villainous Mr. Brocklehurst. Hey, Stella! Uh, yes, Thomas? As much as I enjoy um, indulging your insanity, we have a promo to record. Oh dear, and what might that be? That is you and I telling everyone that we have a brand new podcast out there. It's called Required Reading with Tom and Stella. Once a month, we will take a look at a single work of literature, discuss it, analyze it, and determine if it's worth its place in the canon. Oh dear, that sounds delightful. Oh, I'm sure it will be. And you can find us on the Two True Freaks Network, which is at twotruefreaks.com. Oh yes, required reading with Tom and... Why is it Tom and Stella? Why can't it be Stella and Tom? It rolls off the tongue better? Okay. Well, that was easy. So, required reading with Tom and Stella at twotruefreaks.com. Thanks for contributing to the promo there. You did a great job. Oh, you are so welcome.
that will do it for uh, this episode. I'd like to thank Stella for having dinner with me and sitting and watching all the seasons of Friends, although that was not at my request. Uh, it was just she, she happened to be doing it, and, and I went through and uh, and, and did my rewatch. And uh, But I'd like to thank her for sitting down and talking to me, and we had a lot of fun doing it. Um, I hope you had fun. Uh, you enjoyed the episode. Uh, please feel free to send me feedback if you did or any memories you have of the show. As for next time, um, I have something that Amanda and I went through and recorded a little while ago, and uh, hopefully that's what you're, that's what you're going to hear. Uh, by the time this airs, I should be back on track with Origin Story, putting out kind of a, a glut of episodes in the, over the course of a week. And um, just keep your eyes and ears open for that stuff. And until then, thanks for listening and take care. No, what happened? Well, on that episode of Shaq that I had for you, <laughs> your face like literally changed before you rolled your eyes. Like there was a twitch. There was a twitch before because the eye roll was like manual, but like you literally twitched. I saw your face. Change. And now I have the end tag for the episode. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Affidavit. All clips and media are copyright their respective copyright holders and are used for review and illustrative purposes only, so no infringement is intended. Feedback can be sent via email to popcultureaffidavit at gmail.com. You can also follow the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash popcultureaffidavit. For more content, including show notes, media, and essays, be sure to check out the blog, which can be found at popcultureaffidavit.com. This podcast is a proud part of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which is a division of the Demanza Corps of Milan, Italy. You can support all the Two True Freaks podcasts by using the Amazon.com link at twotruefreaks.com whenever you shop. Thank you for listening to Pop Culture Affidavit, and come back next time for more pop culture randomness. 